0: But the more you did it and the more you were consistent with pushing forward, the easier it got. And then you started shifting the tide and going the other way. That's how it is with everything that you do in life, right? Like it's going to be hard at first. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be things that come up because you're discovering deeper parts of yourself that you've ignored. And for me, having the anxiety and depression, those were like the red flags that my body And my mind was giving me like, hey, there's things here that are holding you back from becoming and stepping into your greatness. Let's look at it and address it. Gratitude enables you to do that. Mama! Let's reimagine
1: mom life together. Mama House Goals is your hub for relatable support and helpful resources that help you fuel yourself alongside motherhood. Your identity is bigger than mom. And whatever your goals are, Together, we're making them a reality. As our guests today would say, Hey, Vesti, I am super excited to bring this conversation to you. Our guest today is Amanda Yoa, and she is from Philly, born and raised, married with two amazing children. She absolutely loves tacos. She is a podcaster, speaker, best selling author, and definitely enjoys karaoke outside of her business. She loves helping women stay inspired and find the next level of themselves, really stepping into that powerhouse that they are. And I am super excited to go into our conversation today. We talk about how to do it messy and how to do it scared. We talk about how Amanda, after having her daughter, was like, whoa, who are you going to be not just for yourself, but for this person watching you? I know how many of you listening resonate with the idea of being proud of yourself and wanting to make your little humans proud, too stepping into this next level version of yourself and leading by example the only way to do that is by taking action and that is everything that we are diving into today so grab those headphones do whatever you need to do and let's dive in amanda i'm so excited to have you here i just love the conversations that happen before you click record and we were just chatting about how your son is going to be starting kindergarten he's taking the bus soon And then I also see just like this powerhouse woman on the internet, just impacting thousands of people's lives. And I know that so many women in our community are just like, okay, but how, like, how are you doing it both? And how did you get here? So I would love for you to just take us back and bring everyone up to speed on like, this is how I got here. And this is what day to day looks like. And I think for some people, they can see this woman on the internet doing these really cool things, but there's also just Amanda, right? So give us both layers. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes I wonder how I got here myself (laughs) and wonder how I get through things day to day. You know, like being a mom is, there's just so many layers to what I do. And being a mom is like a really big title that I have and hold. And just navigating that as a mom and doing what it is that I do, it requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of communication. But just to rewind a bit, at one point, I was Amanda and I was just my name. And I like to believe there's power in a name. But at that point in my life, I really didn't have direction or I didn't really have a sense of self. And it really wasn't until I became a mom that things in my life started really like the red flags started going up. And I know like for a lot of moms, becoming a mom is a monumentous occasion. It's, it's that moment where a lot of us feel complete. And for me, it was like the opposite. I felt like really incomplete. On one hand, Coming from a, a rap sheet of never following through with things, I was like, all right, we did it. Here's the baby, like, followed through, pushed her out. She's here. Yeah. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> On the other hand, I was like, wow, like, this little human is here. And I remember things from when I was a kid. It wasn't so much the things that that were told to me. as We remember things that were yeah. told to us as kids, like, don't do this, be this, do that. Those aren't really the things that hit home. It was the things that I observed, how other people acted, who other people were in my life. So I thought to myself, okay, she's going to remember and be watching what I'm doing. So I'm doing her a huge disservice by not living my life to my full potential, by not living in my passion and my purpose. That was like a big red flag for me, but I really didn't have the nerve to really start forward. In that journey until a few years later, when my father in law passed away, and to me that was like a okay, you know what? Like life is really not promised. Like here's a man who did not want to leave this earth, had much more of his life that he could have lived. He was fifty nine years old, so you know, for me it was like okay, Amanda, like this is your time. It's your time to get up and start making movement towards the life that you want to live. So I did that. I set forth in a huge healing journey. Stepping in, I was this shell of a person. I was an avid people pleaser. I kind of did and lived my life trying to please other people and just came into this person that was like extremely confused, had no direction. (laughs) I was like depressed, anxiety. And then to pack on like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, which I think was just in, in a way looking back, I'm grateful that I went through that because sometimes when you're in the thick of it, you don't realize how depressed or how much anxiety you have. And being in that state of having postpartum, it heightened everything that I was already experiencing to a point where I just couldn't keep it in anymore. Yeah. I couldn't function and every day was like a day of survival. So I had to do what I needed to do in order to thrive and live in my passion and purpose. And fast forward, here I am. And it really is just like sharing my experiences, sharing the things that I, that I went through and really navigating what tools that I attain along my way so that I could become this woman of confidence, this woman that knows her passion and her purpose and lives it out every day unapologetically who speaks her truth. And these were all things that I could never do. But here I am, I'm doing it. And now I'm sharing and making an impact by helping other women do the same for themselves so they can live as a mom, as a wife, whatever it is, but also living in their passion and purpose, doing what it is that they love so that they feel at the end of their day that they lived life for themselves. Because I think that's the most important thing.
1: And so those very first days when you were in that darkness... And like you said, you almost looking back had to go through that to be able to pull yourself out because it could have progressed for a longer period of time. It's nothing that just like completely goes away forever in the same way anyways. But what did those very first things look like? When you very first like had this kind of awakening journey, That you were like, okay, we need to do some things differently and I need to take some steps and I need to do this. How did you actually take the action? Because when you're not feeling that like you can do almost anything, let alone get out of bed or take care of yourself, how do you go from this powerhouse? What were some of the very, very first steps?
0: For me, one of the big things, and I don't ever remember where I found, I know I found it on Pinterest. I'm a big Pinterest person. I love Pinterest. Right? Right. So I was like scrolling on Pinterest one day, like just looking at random stuff. And I found this gratitude through the senses. And I was reading around that time too, like about just having a gratitude attitude and how much gratitude can shift your life. I was observing all of these things, right? And I think that's like your first starting point when you're on your healing journey or whatever it is that you're doing, you observe and you take in all these things, whether it's Pinterest, Instagram, whatever. Like you you see the quotes, you read the books. But it's hard to sometimes get started and make that shift from observing to implementing. And for me, it was like that was my outlet, gratitude through the senses. And it was waking up every morning and giving gratitude to the first thing that you could hear, see, taste, touch, and smell. I love that. And I thought, all right, well, that's like easy enough. I can do that. So every morning that's what I did and it snowballed from there and it was like a it was a gate that was open for me in order to start looking at the things that were always there for me and this is for anyone listening there's always there's so many things around us that are for us and we get so fixated on the things that we don't have and that lack mindset what we're not what we can't do and the more it's crazy but it's true the more you focus on those things, that you attract more of that yeah. into your life. And I, I mean, I've lived it. I always focused on how much I thought I was a failure, and how much I hated my body and who I was as a person, and how I didn't have direction, and I was so lost and depressed, and blah blah blah. blah. And I just I stayed mm. stuck in that. And gratitude helped me rewrite my story. I started looking at the things that were all around me that were happening for me, and then from there. I was able to really take that gratitude mindset and start rewriting my story in a way where I could look back at the story that I would constantly tell myself that kept me stuck and say, okay, why don't we like rewrite our story in a way that sets us forward, that gives us the tools that we need? Because I feel like there's something back there that we could probably use that we're not looking at. So let's go take a look-see. And see what we pull out. I found so much strength and resilience and compassion and love for myself. And it's a snowball effect. And I just cultivated this powerhouse being that gave me the strength, the courage, the determination to do what it was that I wanted to do in life. But I would say my first step was that gratitude attitude.
1: And tell me about like the very first time you did it. I'm going to guess that the very first time you did it, you didn't sit there and go, (laughs) life's changed. Like everything, I have a total new perspective. I know so many people do some of these things, they'll hear it and they're like, sure, I can point out the five things that around me that I'm grateful for, but like, I don't feel that different. And then they maybe do it another two times or so and it falls off. And I think it's so important to like acknowledge, like, this is a Practice. Like, this is a practice that you probably didn't start having those realizations of what was around you and where you could step into for, I'm going to guess maybe weeks.
0: Yeah. So, my grandfather used to always say, Room wasn't Mm -hmm. built in a day. And this is like for women who may be listening who are like, You're a goal getter, and it's extremely hard. To see that goal and to like really visualize yourself in that person and not get there yet. It's so frustrating. It can be so frustrating at times. And I think when we're in that season of change, that season of uplevelment, we see this version of ourselves that we're like ready to be. And we get so frustrated because we can't get from point A to point B overnight. So it is a practice. It's something that you have to do on the daily and you continue to do it. Like there's things that I'm aspiring to be, things I'm aspiring to do that I haven't done yet. I see them, I visualize them, I reverse engineer them. And there are times where I'm like, damn, I just like, can we just get there? Like what the hell? But it's like, it's a practice and gratitude really helps me get back into the present. But it was hard in the beginning, right? So like I would wake up and be like, all right, well, this, this comforter's nice. This feels good. And like the grass, someone's outside cutting their grass it smells good, I guess. And yeah, so like, the more consistent you are, like I said, it's I look at it as you're shifting yeah. the tide, right? So I don't know if everyone remembers, but it being in the city, a lot of us had like those round above ground pools. And we would do like, the whirlpool thing where we would start walking and you would form like a whirlpool and then all of a sudden you would turn, right? And it was like extremely hard to start going in the opposite direction. But the more you did it and the more you were consistent with pushing forward, the easier it got. And then you started shifting the tide and going the other way. That's how it is with everything that you do in life, right? Like it's going to be hard at first. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be things that come up because you're discovering deeper parts of yourself. That you've ignored and for me having the anxiety and depression those were like the red flags that my body and my mind was giving me like hey there's things here that are holding you back from becoming and stepping into your greatness let's look at it and address it gratitude enables you to do that along with other practices gratitude is not the only thing but the more consistent you are with anything that you do the easier it gets the more that you discover and the deeper you gain a relationship with yourself. Yeah,
1: I love that so much. Gratitude is something that on the surface feels so simple. Of course, I'm grateful for parts of my life, but really unpacking all those little things, the things that we take for granted, the things that when you wake up, just being able to give yourself that framework. I absolutely love that. I actually haven't heard it just that way before. And I will say for me, when I first started what I call self becoming journey. I had this moment where I did need to figure out, okay, what are you grateful for? What are you proud of yourself for? I needed to really find those things. As I did that, and I asked myself those questions, I started to feel really guilty for wanting more and not being more grateful for what I already had. Did you experience that at all? And I experienced that also in terms of just motherhood, like be grateful for just like having healthy, great kids, like, why do you need more? And of course, we all know here that there's more to that story. But did you experience any guilt for wanting more or feeling misunderstood by yourself or by anyone else in your circle?
0: I think for me, my life was such a mess. Like I call that season my <laughs> hot mess express season. <laughs> so I didn't have like, besides having kids and being a mom and like having a really great life, I think there were things that I didn't look at that once I did, I was like, wow, I really need to give a deeper appreciation to these things. Because like I said, we get so stuck in the things that we're not and the things that we want and the things that we lack that we just create, like yeah. that's our environment. And coming out of that, there's so much beauty, right? And it almost like smacks you in the face. It's yeah. overwhelming. So for me, you know, I guess a part of me was guilty, but I was just so awestruck, I would like to say, and just super grateful that I had so much beauty and positivity around me. And and you'll see too, the more that you start cultivating that sense of self and what you are and who you want to become, you start attracting people into your life as well. And these are people that are for this next level version of yourself that you're trying to become. And that was something for me too. Like It was hard for me to connect to the greatness within me. But what enabled me to do that was the people that I was connecting with, though I aspired to be them, I aspired to get to where they were. But I realized that you attract what you are. Someone had said that to me. And I was like, wow, like, look at this community of people that I attracted into my life. I feel like I'm less than I feel like I'm not. I like to call it that when and then mindset. Like when I get to where they're at, then I'll feel great or proud of myself. When in reality, like I am these people. I have to see that greatness within me. These people see the greatness within me because they see it within themselves. When you are able to see the greatness within yourself, it's easy to see the greatness within other people. But me, I kind of did it like blindly. And then one day I realized, wow, these people are really great. Like I aspired to get where they're at. But in reality, I am those people. Right. So it's a really overwhelming in a good way experience when you start coming out. So while some things, yeah, maybe I was feeling a little guilty, like, oh, God, like maybe I should have gave a little more gratitude towards those things. I was just all in with, Surrounding myself and diving into the greatness that was always around me that I was disregarding
1: And your book title is becoming you and I really feel like this encompasses like all of that to say like Okay, this is the process of becoming you, but also you are you you've always been you Now we're just unpacking the other layers of you Tell me a little bit more about your book and also the process of saying, okay, i'm gonna be an author
0: Yeah You know, it was a multi-author book, which I loved because for me, I love community. I love surrounding myself, like I was saying, with amazing people, because I feel like that's the best way to learn more about yourself, to grow and to do amazing things, right? So me and this group of women, we created this book and we all shared a part of our lives, our story, like that pivotal moment that took us from where we were, which is a place we didn't want to (laughs) be. to where we are now doing great things, making an impact and such. I don't want to give too much away because I would love for you guys to get the book, but it talks about the gratitude and other steps that I took. And gratitude was the opening door. And then while I found gratitude, I found so many other things, so many energies that I feel like we disregard that enable us to become who we really are, who's really deep inside of us. I call it that quiet whisper that becomes a loud roar over time because we get so stuck up in our head and we create this narrative from our experiences. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in that victim mindset of things that happen to us and things do happen to you, right? We can't disregard that and be in your feels about that. But there comes a time where you have to take the reins of your life and realize even the hardest things. Have happened for us. People have gone through very horrible, tragic Mm -hmm. situations. And those people are on stages now sharing their stories, making an impact because they've realized that this has happened for them in a way that they've discovered over time that gave them the strength, the will, the courage, the determination, the grit, whatever it is to share their story and make an impact and live in their passion and their purpose. I talk a lot about that in my book and what I went through and the steps that I took that got me from where I was, which was living a life surviving every day, to this powerhouse being who's confident, who's confident, who knows her worth, who shares her experience unapologetically in order to make an impact and feel like I'm living life at the end of the day for me, right? So, that in itself is amazing. But, you know, the book experience in itself, for anyone who's interested in writing a book, I think, you know, the multi-author book um, experience is a great dip your toe in the water, test it out, because you're only responsible for, like, a chapter, right? It's a lot. Writing a chapter was a lot. It took a lot out of me, right? It takes a lot of you emotionally because you're reliving Mm -hmm. everything, and it's in a good way. Like I discovered things at a deeper level. And I was like, wow, this was so amazing. Um, but it can be really, it can take an emotional toll on you. But it was really fun. And you know, I set out with the intention on becoming a best-selling author. And yeah. we did that. And it was a great feeling to be able to say, I'm Amanda Yo, I'm a best-selling author, by sharing my story, you know, my story at one time that yeah. kept me stuck. It's just so amazing how that's evolved into creating this amazing life.
1: And we'll definitely link that below. I noticed that it's like a super affordable price, like under $2 on Kindle. So definitely go and grab it. Like no excuse to not grab that. And then also the paperback is under (laughs) 20 bucks. So definitely we'll link that below. Everyone should grab that. I think that there is something special about learning from so many people's stories. So I also really like multi-author books just from being on the receiving end and the reader. That you get to see so many different layers of the same topic that you're looking to see yourself in, where if you have one author and one book, that's amazing to go deep. But when you're in that season of life where you're trying to figure out, okay, what would this look like for me? And I need a couple different examples of how other people have done this. I think multi-author books are really impactful in that way because you get to see how so many different people took that action with the same common theme of becoming you in this example. And I absolutely love that. For those that are new to kind of how you would even get into that, was this through a mastermind or how did you get the opportunity to be a part of that group?
0: Yeah, so it was through one of my mentors. Her name's Wendy Blumweiss and she and a publisher, Patricia Wooster, they were the leaders of the book and she had asked me, do you want to take part in this? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. Let's go. I'm really big on Clubhouse, which is an app, a social app where you can have rooms and it's really a great place for like connection, collaboration. So that kind of opened the door for that experience.
1: And putting yourself out there first, right? Like your dream doesn't have to be an author or a podcaster on Clubhouse, but whatever your dream is, you have to put yourself out there first. Because before someone came knocking on your door and said, hey, do you want to be a co-author on this? You were already sharing your expertise, your heart, your knowledge, because otherwise, how would someone know that they want to ask you for that, right? Being a mom and having so many other priorities and also now having women that you support. So you're like also have these other little people that you're taking care of. And then you have yourself and then you have all these opportunities flowing in what are some ways that you balance it all and or just care for yourself and check in each day?
0: Yeah, that can get really overwhelming. I feel as if when you have that goal-getter mindset, you can easily get yourself caught up like in the future real quick. And I feel like when you get too caught up in the future, your future self and wanting things, a lot of us have that like Amazon Prime mindset. We want the next day delivery. And that's just not the way it works. And I'll find myself getting frustrated, burnt out, tired. And so it's just really being intentional and being mindful of how I'm feeling in the moment. And if I'm feeling off, I have to give myself a break. If I'm feeling like I'm spending too much time with work and not my kids, I need to rebalance that. It's really being mindful of time and what I'm spending time doing and being intentional with my time so that I can get what I need to get done. Especially now with the summer, it's really hard with the kids home to do the things that I would normally do when they're in school. So I was like, okay, we got to refigure this out. I got to revamp my schedule, but you make it work. And I think having my husband is, we work together as a team. My husband owns a business So that in itself, helping him with business stuff on top of my business, Mm -hmm. it can be a lot. But we always make sure we take time for one another, spending time with family and just really being present. Because I think that's where you find, I don't feel like I would have much to speak about or I would have knowledge or wisdom to give if I wasn't present and doing life. If I was just so caught up in my business and doing, 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 you have mm-hmm. nothing to talk about unless you're being right. That's where the juice comes from. So, you know, it's just you have to be intentional with your time and what you're doing. And when you feel yourself getting in those feels, you got to take a step back and pull it back in and do something that brings you joy.
1: I love that you bring that up, just like living, because it's not just business, right? If you're only working, you're going to eventually just stop executing mm. because you have to have the other parts of your brain utilizing themselves. Yeah. And if you're just momming and just like executing the logistics of being a mom, like not actually living the fun part of it, then eventually you're not going to be a great mom because all you're doing is doing that tactical action of, okay, get dressed, do laundry, do dishes, where you forget that there is play, there is fun in family life. But I think that when you're in maybe those darker spots or you're just in that true executing manner, it becomes really difficult to figure out what that fun or joy could even be. And so I would love if you have like one or two examples of how you as a family connect or how you keep like fun and play in your life with your kids that way for the people listening that are like okay sure sounds great but like if i were to do that in the next 7 days like what would that even look like what are some things that work really well for you
0: mhm well you know from a mom perspective and this is something that really sparked my hey i need to get my life together was watching my children experience mm-hmm. joy watching my children do things for the first time you light up as a parent you're yeah. like because it's your kid right you get filled with that joy but It didn't, for me, it didn't fill my cup. It left me feeling fizzled out because I realized I didn't have that for myself. And I was watching her experience joy and realizing, Amanda, you don't have no joy for yourself. What do you do for fun? In a way, my kids inspire me on the daily to do things for myself. I come back into my child self when I'm out having a catch with my daughter and just doing things that I used to do as a kid getting back to our joy and our roots which i think childhood is some of the greatest moments of our lives you know being a kid having no worries just yeah. playing all day like those were some of the greatest times right so doing that for me really helps me get back to my center where i can be creative and express myself it all comes from being in a pl- in a place of joy if it's a struggle for you to find that for yourself spend time with your kids and they'll inspire you in a way to you, where you can find something for yourself. And it could be the simplest thing. Maybe it is like buying a book or watching a show for yourself. And it, and it is really hard. Like, I don't want to make it seem like it's easy because it's not. Like, I was talking about the time, managing your time. Like, I know there's probably like, well, it's easy for you to say. Like, it's really not easy, right? Because it's something different. It's something outside of what you were doing. But you have to start mm-hmm. somewhere. And like I said, after a while, the more consistent you are with doing something, the easier it becomes. And then it becomes your routine. And then it becomes your way of being. And then you've expanded as a person. For me, my kids inspire me on the daily to get back to my joy, to my center, coming from a place of love and happiness. Yesterday, we played What Do You Mean for Kids? So it was like Disney characters and just seeing their little creative minds work and It was just really it was a lot of fun. I
1: love that you bring that up because a couple years ago, I bought some random more kid like board games before I knew my kids weren't old enough to play them and they're still not really old enough to play most of them. But the other day, my two year old found where I have all these games and he pulls out sorry. And so many of us have played the game. Sorry, if you haven't, this is your sign to go and buy it and (laughs) play it. Mm -hmm. And my four-year-old was like, hey, let's play that. So I'm like, okay, this isn't really a game for two and four-year-olds, but we'll sit down and we'll play. And like, if all they get out of it is counting the squares, great. I will tell you, like, they played pretty good. My four-year-old has now beat us all twice, playing completely by himself. And it is just (laughs) bringing back that joy. And also, I notice sometimes that we think, oh, the kids aren't old enough to do that yet, or oh, that wouldn't work, or this would be that. And we don't even give ourselves the shot to be able to do that. And so whether it's going and getting out a board game, like the what do you mean, or the sorry, or any of the things that you remember having fun, or just like, painting, so many women in our community have taken up art, again, that's something that they enjoyed as a kid. So many of us used to have like gel pens, and like, whatever it is that you're doing with yeah. that, I think we overcomplicate it so much. And it is important to keep staying inspired. And that's really my next question for you. That's the name of your podcast. And that's like a huge part of your brand. And so you have these little things you've talked about that help you stay inspired. You have the gratitude, you have having fun and finding joy with your family. But is there more to that name to you? You obviously picked it for a reason for your podcast. What does it mean to stay inspired? And how do you implement that as a parent for your kids? How do you help them stay inspired?
0: So for me personally, staying inspired came from a place of one of my darkest periods. And I would see people doing things for themselves and becoming this, you know, stepping into their greatness. And Mm -hmm. it triggered me in a way where I felt resentful, jealous, you know, all the things that just kept me stuck. And I realized that that wasn't doing anything for me. So I made the decision and learn later down the line that you can turn a trigger into inspiration for yourself. And I continue to do that on the day. I think we always should, because we're always aspiring to grow. We're always growing. We never reach a point and then we're like, all right, I'm done. I feel like we're not done until we're yeah. done here on earth. So we're always growing. We're always learning. We're always up-leveling and evolving. So there's always going to be periods of time, especially in my business, where I aspire to be somewhere. And there comes along somebody who's already doing the thing and who's three, five, seven steps ahead of the game than I am. And they may trigger me in a way where I make the decision to choose to turn that trigger into inspiration mm-hmm. for myself. And in that, it's knowing and, and listening to things that you have to implement in your life that aren't easy. You have to look at parts of yourself that aren't easy. You know, growing is not easy. It's not a cakewalk changing, time management, gratitude, all those things that you have to implement. It's easier said than done. It really is. But once you start doing it and you're consistent, it becomes your way of being and it becomes a little easier and you expand and you grow, right? So I'm always about collaborating and connecting with people and surrounding myself with people who are already, like I said, three, five, seven steps ahead of the game because I know that's where I'm going to learn and that's where I'm going to grow. If I can provide that to my community of women who want to become this greater version of themselves, then that's what they're gonna have to be willing to do. Look at the hard parts, but know at the end of the day that they can make the choice to turn to trigger into inspiration and yeah. stay inspired. That is so good. And then when it comes to my kids, it it's hard sometimes. Like I see my daughter, and this makes me so proud. She'll be 10 going on like 42. <laughs> girls are just so much fun. I'm so proud of her because it it really goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about being a kid and remembering what I took on. And it wasn't so much the things that I said or the things that other people said, it was who they were. And I see her doing things and writing things on her wall in her room. She has all these little sticky notes about like being grateful and being present and being loving and accepting and confident and just all of those things. And I really don't, you know, I, I do my mom duties, right? But it's just so gratifying to see that she's observing yeah. me. And that point in my life where I thought to myself, Amanda, you got to do something with your life because this little girl is going to be watching you and what are you doing? And now I'm at that point where I'm like, you did it, girl. Look at this little human that you're creating. Look at the things she's putting on the wall. You didn't put that stuff on the wall at 10 years old. So, to me, that's the most gratifying moment of being a parent for sure.
1: Oh my gosh. And I just want to celebrate you for that because it's not easy. Mm -mm. And I can imagine what raising a little girl would be like all the way up to preteens and beyond. And you're laying the foundation that so many of us wish that we laid for ourselves or someone helped us lay. Mm -hmm. And it did come from you, from her watching you. And I'm just so proud of you. I feel like this conversation has just given me full body chills to see how you have evolved and The part that I just want to really bring home is not only did you evolve, but you literally changed the world for your own family, for yourself, for your daughter, and then all these other people that you've impacted. And it's great if at the end of the day, you know you did the best for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you can share your journey and your story and your gifts with others, that is really magical. And those gifts are different for everyone. But to be able to see how you've been able to take what feels like your hot mess season, as you said, Mm -hmm. and go from a time of something you saw on Pinterest with gratitude to now changing the narrative for your own family, for yourself and all these other women in the world, like you literally are changing the world all because you just made a decision to one. So thank you. Thank you for doing that for all of us, for all us women and mamas and keeping us all inspired and (laughs) also allowing us to see that we have options because sometimes, like you said, it might not feel that way. So Amanda, is there anything else that you would love to leave with our audience? Also, let us know where everyone can connect with you. You are so amazing, such a powerhouse. I'm so grateful that a Facebook group brought us together because I know that this is just the beginning of our relationship and connection. And that's just, if you listen to this podcast, you hear me say a hundred times, like join the Facebook group, send the person the DM, make the online connection, say hi at parent pickup, (laughs) whatever it is to be able to say, to meet that person because you have to say hi and go first. So Amanda, if there's any other last takeaway, what would it be?
0: Well, I would have to say I'm really big on being you unapologetically because I came from a place where I didn't know who I was. And when you find those little pieces of yourself and you start molding yourself into who you want to be, and you're at this place where you think, maybe I want to do something greater with my life, or maybe there's something more for me. Don't forget to bring yourself to that piece. Bring yourself to the table and know that there is room for you at that table to share your truth, to share your story, to make an impact, to live in your passion and your purpose. Even if it is just becoming a different version of you. Like you said, you don't have to have the podcast. You don't have to be the coach or the book or whatever it is. Just being you, being the person, the version of you that you've always wanted to be. Make that connection. Do the work. It's not going to be easy. But do the work and surround yourself with people who see you for who you are because that's where you'll see your most growth. Oh, my gosh. So good.
1: I have one last question for you before that. Please, where are the best places for everyone to connect with you? Of course, your podcast. Staying inspired. Yes,
0: staying inspired. I'm on all the platforms. I'm also on the Limelight Network, which is through E360 TV. So if you have Apple TV, Roku… Amazon Fire. You can find me on there through E360 TV. And then I'm on the channel, the Limelight Network. Then you can find me on the gram and now threads. Oh, threads is a big oh, thing. Threads, thread, It's trending. I don't know. But um, yeah, you can find me on there at amandayowa.official.
1: Amazing. All right. Amanda, I asked you this last question. I want to know what your last thread was. Oh. I want you to pull it up Hold and on. share it with us. But I want to know, what is a goal or something that you're currently working on, excited about? Like we talked about with the book and everything else, I love being inspired by others. And so I want to know, what is currently inspiring you? What are you working towards? What is lighting you up?
0: Okay. So I do have Something Spicy Waiting in the Wings. It's a group program. And... It's just, it's next level. I've been working with a great team on this. My mentor, my business, like just my team in general, it's next level. And I'm super excited. I don't want to give too much away. But I mean, if you know what I'm about, you kind of know what it's about. (laughs) So follow me on the gram for more info about that. And then I also have some upcoming events, in-person networking events, and I'm trying to collaborate with some other amazing women probably in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, because that's where I'm from. But if you're in that area and want to meet me in person, keep a lookout. Again, follow me on the gram. But that's the juicy things that are to come in probably end of 2023, maybe beginning of 2024. We'll follow along. Yeah. All right, thread it to me. What, do we, right. what what was our most recent thread? Let me see, because you know what? I've been on here typing like every hour. <laughs> Okay, here's a good one. I said, I've decided to treat this Insta slash thread game like a well-tamed mullet. Business in the front, party in the back.
1: (laughs) I love that. And you know, when this airs, we'll probably have been in threads for a couple weeks. But to be honest, I think it'll still be really new. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fun. And I think especially if you are, you know, you have your history of your family and all these people following you on Facebook, then you maybe moved to Instagram and you like pared it down a little bit. You didn't have quite as many people there, but it was a lot about pictures and aesthetics. And I think my favorite thing about threads, and I will say I was never a big Twitter user. So if you were, you may feel differently, but I never really used Twitter. So to me, what I like about threads is it's not about what you're showing. It's not the picture. It's not the long game thought article that's being posted on Facebook or how all of those people grew up with you. It's really expanding your network, but with quick, simple conversation that, like you said, is really not about business or anything else. It's just like that fun, raw, unfiltered, but kind and inspiring, as long as you're following the right people, conversation, yeah. right? And so I I think it's been really fun so far. Yep. And I love that. Me too.
0: Yeah, it really, it, for me, I'm using it in a way that allows people to get to know my personality and who I am. For me, I keep the business on the gram and like I we party over on the thread. So go follow me. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun.
1: I love that. Amanda, thank you so, so much. And... We're actually doing a part two in just a second over on Amanda's podcast. So you will definitely want to go check that out. And we'll make sure to link that in the show notes as well. So we'll continue this conversation over there. Hey, Mama, I hope you loved this episode. I know I absolutely loved this conversation with Amanda. I want to make sure you know that there is the second half of our conversation over on Amanda's podcast, Staying Inspired. So we've linked that below in the show notes. Go over there and listen to the second half of this conversation because it only gets better you, your story, and what you have to offer this world fills me up. I want to meet you. Join me on Instagram at this is Kelsey Smith, and let's create a ripple effect for Mamas with goals. Together is better.